Hello guys and welcome back to the Transform Your Body, Transform Your Mind podcast. So we are back for another episode. This is episode two guys. Uh, just to let you, you all in on something, well, I found it very annoying at the time, but I'm sure you'll find it quite funny. So um, many of you might know, uh, who, well, many of you who know me might know that I am not the most techie guy in the world. However, I am improving. I am improving. Um, but today, I believe I managed to delete my first episode, which was the introduction to the podcast. So, so we're going well, guys. We are going very, very well. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's just talk a, a little bit about um, myself for a moment. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a review of where I'm at in terms of my training, um, my clients, and my, and my business before we get into today's topic. So... Um, Guys, the last six weeks I've sort of been on a sort of journey of proving my health and fitness again. Uh, we're on a little bit of a, a, a fatness phase, I like to call it. Um, I've had a bridge week and now I'm going to be going through another six weeks of uh, fat loss, basically. Um, so I kicked that off um, today. So I will definitely be keeping you guys updated on how that's going. Um, in regards to business... Um, my guys who are on the six-week challenge have got a fight. They're moving into their final week now. Um, as I've mentioned previously, uh, the winner of this is going to be getting another six weeks of coaching with me. I will be running another one of these challenges on the 15th of June. So if you are interested in that, guys, just drop me a DM or a Gmail. I'll attach some details at the end of the podcast if you're interested in that. Um, I'm really looking forward to announcing the winner and we've, I've really had some amazing results and I've really enjoyed working with everyone on this. Um, so things are going well. Um, one final thing, um, the podcast is on, the podcast, sorry, the website is on its way guys. Um, again, this is, this is, this is a little passion project that I've started recently, but, um, you know, like I say, I'm not the most techie, so I've, I've got someone on board to sort of take a look at this on Wednesday, we're going to sit down and sort of go through it and see what next steps are. And it may be a case of me sort of, you know, giving it to him or her to then take that on and sort of get things tied up because I've got a lot of it done. Um, but obviously, I don't want to put it out when it's not complete, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's my update, guys. Now, let's, let's crack on with today's topic. Again, that is common mistakes that dieters make. So... Let's start with the first, the first one. Um, the first thing I see um, dieters, um, dieters or people looking to improve their health by dropping body fat, however you want to say it, is diet hopping. You know, jumping from one diet to the next. You know, this could be, you know, low carb. This could be, you know, Mediterranean. This could be carnivore. This could be keto. This could be, you know, carb cycling. You know, they're never sticking to one way of eating. That sort of works for them. They're always, tr they're always trying the next shiny object. Um, and because of this, they never make any progress. Um, and things, you know, begin to stall. They don't see any consistency in their progress. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just a nightmare. So uh, to, to combat this, what we do want to do is focus on a way of eating that is going to be um, you know, conducive to results for that person uh, based on their, you know, personality, uh, based on what they like to eat. You know, that's very important. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the way we're going to work uh, uh, to improve that one, you know, to improve the results around that one. So short and sharp, first one up, diet hopping. Number two, 
is the language that we use around this guy. So, you know, if we call it a diet, I believe that many people have negative connotations um, with the word diet. So for example, a lot of people think of an end date when they say diet, you know, diet in for a holiday or, or diet in for a wedding. You know, the very word sort of, you know, connotations of an end date. So potentially changing the language um, could help with this. So I like, so currently, like I said, like I just mentioned earlier, I am on a fat loss phase. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fat loss phase that's going to take me to my next check mark. And then after that, I'm going to review where I'm at. And then we hit the next sort of check mark. It's, it's a continual journey, guys. You know, that it's not an end date. Um, if you look at, you know, trying to improve your health and fitness and, and your nutrition as an end date, it, you're going to come a cropper. So next point is the language that we use. Let's, let's not give it an end date. Let's talk about this being a journey. Okay. So number three, I see so many people going too extreme with their, with their diets or their nutrition, should we say. Um, you know, they slash calories, you know, they say, say for example, someone's working with, you know, two and a half thousand calories, you know, they begin a diet Monday morning and they slash a thousand calories off. They start with cardio every day, you know, um, and then... Again, you're going to burn out very, very, very quickly. Um, it needs to be sustainable. It's that Goldilocks theme, guys. You know, we need, to, we need to coax things. We need to get as much as we can out of the smallest alterations and smallest changes, you know. Um, that's when we're going to get the best results. Then obviously, if we have an extreme goal at mind, say, for example, a, uh, a photo shoot, um, you know, or, or, or show, then it's, then it's all, you know, then it's full bore ahead. It's, it's all about that destination. But for most, for most typical sort of general um, people, we need to set up a plan that's going to be sustainable for the long term and make it a lifestyle solution, guys. Um, okay, the next one up, guys, the weekend warrior. I'm sure you can all sort of resonate with this one. So again, let's look at a hypothetical situation. Um, person A nails their diet, nutrition, their training Monday to Friday. Of a weekend, they celebrate um, and reward themselves with a weekend of you know overeating, junk food, drinking, you know, losing all the habits that they were sort of working with Monday to Friday, going to bed late, waking up, um, waking up late. Um, and basically the whole weekend's a write-off. They get to Monday morning, they are right back to square one. You know, when I was working with people um, in person, this, this was an, such a huge, huge issue. And it's, I'm sure you can all, you guys, you can all resonate with this one. Um, now I'm not trying to be a killjoy here. We can absolutely have flexibility, but we can't have you know, if you want to make progress, continual progress and, and maintain um, that progress, you cannot be, you know, nailing things five days in a row and then just going off the cliff for the weekend. A better way of potentially looking at this would be, okay, let's, let's pull calories down slightly during the week. And then that's going to leave a little bit of room to have a higher calorie allotment, for example, of a weekend. Or 
To give you another example, say for example you've got a social event of, of an evening and you, you're going to have you know, some, some highly palatable foods, the calories are going to be a little bit higher in these meals, then what we could do is do like what's known as a protein modified fast. So you can reduce the calories leading up to that main meal, focus on proteins and veggies, and again that's going to leave a little bit of um, extra room to you know, enjoy that. Um, so there's, there's no wrong, um, wrong or right answer here, guys, in terms of the way that you set up your week in order to allow for some social events. But we do need to be accountable and we do need to factor it in because, you know, calories do count. Unfortunately, uh, we can't just be having exactly what we want. Um, if we have a goal of, of fat loss, for example, uh, which many, many people do. Um, okay, uh, let's tackle the next one. So number five is not having a powerful why. So whenever I work with someone on a one-to-one basis, obviously part of that process uh, before we start working together is you know, getting a good understanding of what their goal is. Um, and this is probably something that I'm going to start delving into a little bit more to, to get people to be more insightful about because... If your goal isn't strong enough, is it, if it doesn't mean enough to you, if it doesn't bring around uh, passion in yourself and you know ambition to really achieve, then you're just simply gonna you're gonna fail when things get tough. Um, so yeah, getting really um, visceral with with why you're trying to achieve something, not just yeah I want to lose some weight because as soon as that hurdle comes up, you're gonna you're gonna cave. Um, why do you want to lose weight? You know, what are the reasons why you want to lose weight? Why, what, how is that going to change your whole outlook? Why is that going to make you feel better? You know, get real visceral with it. Write it down on paper. You know, you can refer back to this in times where you're feeling a bit of a lack of motivation um, or you're feeling like caving in on the plan. Um, that's it. That's number five, guys. Ensure that you have a powerful why and really think about why you want to achieve this goal. Number six is not having the accountability, social support, and motivation. So I put these three together because I think they're very, very interlinked. So obviously part of, for taking myself as an example, part of what I provide to my clients is accountability. You know, and we all need this, guys. Um, it's why when I look to really 10x my results with my training and nutrition, I bring on a coach. Because that accountability is so important. It's probably half the reason, guys, why I am in the role I am in. You know, someone to sort of bounce ideas off, someone to get your thoughts out on paper, to um, to keep you accountable to task. Because, you know, things get in the way. Life gets hard, you know. Um, fitness is not the only thing that we have to think about. So accountability side of things is massive. Um, the next part of... of, of of number six is the social support. Um, you know, if you're looking to try and tackle a, a very challenging prospect, i.e., trying to drop a drop body fat, um, having a social support is so important. So, you know, family, friends, your spouse. If if you if, if these if these people are all fighting against you, that is not conducive to 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 a good result. You know. You're trying to improve your health and fitness, but you've got, you know, friends saying, you know, what you're trying to do or, you know, just being super negative about things. It's just, I, I hear it all the time. And it's, it's, it's really strange that sometimes the people closest to you 
can be really negative about something that you're trying to achieve, something that you know you're trying to better yourself, and people are trying to pull you down. It's it's really confusing, and it really it really annoys me personally. Um, so guys, surround yourself with, with with as much social support as possible. Again, I, I, that's part of my role. Again, um, I've got a um, a personal training group um, on Facebook that that's part of that environment and that sort of group as well to help people stay motivated. Um, it's super important, and then motivation in general, which I which I guess is is linked to both of those things. You know, again, that is also I'm here to help you out with that. Um, so yeah, that's number six, guys. So number seven is a lack of a goal or setting check marks to hit. So again, this this sort of comes. Uh, it's, it's sort of linked with with the powerful why, I guess, but. Again, not, not having a clear goal or check mark to hit through periods of time is, is, a, is a very quick fire way to not achieve anything. If your goal setting is very lackluster and not to the point and you haven't got clear you know, check marks that you want to hit, then your results will, you know, they're going to show this. So again, really getting you know, focused on what you're trying to achieve is going to give you a much better chance of achieving it, basically. Um, so that was point number seven. Point number eight is pressing the F-U-C-K button. And now, what do I mean by that? So it's, <clears throat> let's again, let's take a hypothetical situation. Person A has done, you know, really well for four to five weeks. All of a sudden, they get to a stumbling block. You know, they, they, they haven't made progress for a couple of weeks. They blow their diet out of the water, and then all of a sudden they they just give up. You know, they hit that stumbling block and then they give up. When all they needed to do was just dip into that plateau and go again. And all, you know, those weeks of consistency do add up, and sometimes you will hit a bit of a plateau. But it's just a case of you know continuing to push through. Um, you know, potentially making an alteration. Sometimes these do. You know, sometimes these need to be factored in as well. The body, the body is very smart, so sometimes it will plateau and it will stall. So it's just a case of, you know, it might just be a case of making an alteration to nutrition, cardio steps, or, or even something within your, you know, your lifestyle. It could be sleep, it could be stress related. But yeah, just, just not giving in, just not pressing that, you know, that F-U-C-K button. Um, so yeah, that's number eight. Number nine, Getting complacent, and this is something that I've struggled with in the past, you know, you know, just having, again, having a, a goal in mind, but then sort of, you know, you're pretty much there with a the goal, and then all of a sudden, you, you, you know, you start getting a bit complacent on, on what's next, and then all of a sudden, you know, your habits start dropping, you start hitting your workouts half-heartedly, you start being a little more slack on with your nutrition, and then you start going backwards. So in order to, you know, combat this, um, I, I guess it comes down to the goal setting fee again as well. Once you reach a goal, it's probably a time to sit down and get clear with the next goal. You know, what can we tackle next? Um, because again, it, it is so easy to get complacent and, and a coach can massively help with this. You know, um, again, this is partly the reason why I employ a coach because you know, after you've been training for 10 years, 
it's very easy to get complacent with your training and your nutrition. You know, you've you've achieved quite a lot. You've tr- tried lots of different training modalities. So, you know, bringing on a coach potentially can really help with this to keep you to keep you in the game, to keep you you, you focused, um, and keep things moving. You know. So number ten, ten, and the final point is no performance-related target or long-term goal. So, with most people, you know, who ha- who start a, new, um, a, 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 a nutrition protocol, a fat loss phase, whatever you want to call it, if you don't tie, this, if you don't also tie this in with with a performance goal. This, this, this can lead you to, again, be a little bit complacent once you get to, the, get to a stage where you, you're kind of happy with where you're at. I see this more so happening with people who have achieved a lot. You know, they've, they've achieved some great results, but then they get to a point again where they're like, okay, what next? What next? Humans, you know, as humans, we need, we need to know what's next. We need to have a, a, a goal to work towards. We need a bit of struggle, you know, because otherwise, you know, things get boring. So something I'll typically talk to my clients about when they reach a stage where they're kind of happy with um, body composition is, okay, let's, let's look at some performance targets. Can we potentially, you know, run a 5K? Can we look at your strength to weight ratio? You know, can you deadlift your body weight yet? Can you do a pull-up yet? You know, so performance goals are huge and there's something that can keep you on task without, you know, having that, 100% focus on, you know, aesthetics, basically. Um, so that's it, guys. That was everything. Common mistakes that dieters make. Let's have a quick rundown again of each one. So the first one was diet hopping. The second one was the language we use. Number three was being too extreme with your diet. Number four was the weekend warrior. Number five was not having a powerful enough why. Number six was not having the accountability, social support, and motivation. Number seven was a lack of goal setting or check marks to hit. Number eight was pressing the F-U-C-K button when you hit a plateau. Number nine was being complacent, getting complacent with your training. And number 10 was not having a performance-related target. There we go, guys. I hope you found that uh, valuable. Um, I will be publishing this today. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on this second podcast. Um, regarding the first one, I may do that one again because it's going to look a little bit strange if I just have, you know, podcast going from two up and no number one. Um, but again, yeah, love to hear your feedback on and whether you'd, you know, what sort of topics you'd like me to speak about. Um, I'm enjoying the process so far, guys. I understand that I'm, it's not perfect yet. Um, you know, this is only my second one and things are going to get better. I will stumble on my words every now and again. Um, but I hope, again, you found it valuable, guys. Um, all the best and I look forward to getting the next one out for you. Cheers.